Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. Our intent in this podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives, and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference, making a difference the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. Welcome, everybody. It's uh, really great to be back here for another week of the Other Everest podcast. David and myself have been super busy. Hey, Dave. <laughs> We've had a lot going on lately, but it's been awesome. There's been so many engaging and beautiful and fun and rewarding things in our lives. So I thought that today we could talk about purpose because I think we're really lucky, the two of us, and we get to a lot of times live our purpose. Um, and it can be kind of a challenging subject for some people, um, especially if you don't necessarily know uh, what your purpose is. And and uh, I know you and I do a lot of work with this in our masterclass, and we talk about it in the Other Everest Retreat, but I thought it would be a really interesting podcast topic today. So why don't I just open the floor to you on purpose? <laughs> you can tell me a little bit how you feel we've been living or you've been living your purpose lately. And then let's talk about what that looks like. How does that feel for you? Oh, that's perfect. As always, okay. great introduction there, my friend. It's great, Allie. So there's been a lot of um, really great material coming out lately. Simon Sinek, Finding Your Why. I mean, we're all aware that when you have a why, there's power in that. So it's, you know, why do you get up in the morning? You know, this is a question that I ask anybody. But it, if, you, if you really don't have a why, 
then it's hard to be motivated. But if you can be, you, a why can inspire you. I learned that when I was training for the Olympics. I didn't have, I think my dad who was coaching me, I think he knew I didn't have the capacity to get there. Um, but it was an inspiration. So, well, I'm going to become the kind of person that it takes to get there. So a why is very inspiring. Having said that, I think I experience, no, I don't think, I experience people sometimes pressured. Well, I don't have my purpose figured out. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit like they're waiting at a train station for the right train to come along. That if I can just find my purpose, I'll get on that train and life will be like happily ever after. And I don't think purpose works that way. I think we, we it can be actually in its simplest form, Allie, it's being who you are. That is the most important purpose in the world. It's just, to, it's the, as you say, the privilege to be who you are and live that fully. Find what makes you come alive and go and do it because what the world needs, don't ask you know, what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and then go and do it because what the world needs is for you to come alive. That was written, by the way, that was a quote by Howard Thurman, the uh, theologian who influenced Martin Luther King. But nonetheless, let's talk about what purpose means to us. Now, I, I have a, I'll, I'll sh- I'd like to hear from you first, but I have a sense of how I lost my purpose in this pandemic for the first six weeks. Because my, what makes me come alive is I know I'm meant to be standing in front of people. I am born to teach. I am born to inspire. I'm born to explain. I'm born to activate and inspire people to be more of who they are. And regardless of the content, I just know I'm born to teach. Well, without, a, without an audience, I lost my purpose. And without a purpose, I got very lost. And I got quite depressed for about six weeks after this pandemic until you and I got together and we supported each other through that. And I realized, you know what? My purpose isn't what I do. My purpose is who I am. And so just because I'm not sitting in front of a face-to-face audience, I can still live my purpose through teaching. And so, but it took some time to really work that through. So I'm going on too long here, but give me your thoughts about all this. Yeah, no, that's good. I, uh, So first of all, um, you know, when you were saying that purpose is kind of like being who we are, uh, when we first started talking about doing this podcast, you actually said, sometimes we just need to relax, (laughs) you know, and maybe we could spend so much time like digging and sifting through things that we could miss the messages or the beautiful parts of ourselves that are right in front of us. Sometimes we can't see our nose despite our face, right? And so I think that being able to relax and stop doing and start being is a huge way to become closer to your purpose and to really start to realize what you connect with. And then the other piece I was really thinking there while you were talking is that I've never actually said this out loud before. So you're just kind of bringing my mind there, but like the, our purpose like is the journey, right? It's not a destination. It's all about the experience. Now purpose is living in the moment it's here and it's now it's not something we achieve 
down the road. And I think that when we can stop thinking of purpose as something ethereal that, and that we have to go out and we have to find and hold on to, and we think about it as something that's in front of us and here and now, and we can live purpose every day in so many different ways, that that's actually a really beautiful um, reframe or shift of mind. So I'm having a little aha uh-huh while, <laughs> while we're doing this, Great. but I think I'm sticking with that. <laughs> yeah, I that's like beautiful. that a lot. Beautiful. <laughs> so one of the things that you and I teach is the difference between an inner purpose and an outer purpose. And an outer purpose is that icky guy, that reason for being that integrates your gifts and your passion and your contribution. It really is what you do in life. And some people get a little strung, strung out and stressed about, oh, I've got to do, I got to find the right job or I have to do the right thing and I have to do, you know, uh, do something with my life. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the outer purpose. But you know what? There's that, what you're really talking about is the inner purpose. We all have a to-do list. My suggestion is that we have a to-be list. How do you want to be today? So when you're lying in bed and you're wondering, why am I getting out of bed today? Well, how do you want to be in a way that brightens up the world? And mm-hmm. who you are is just you're living. You, that, that is your purpose, is that you just are the, a kind of person that sees the beauty in other people and sees and fosters that beauty. And if you did nothing else, it doesn't really matter what you do with your life, whether you run a restaurant, whether you and I teach together, you will live that no matter what. That is your purpose. And what greater reason, better reason that you could find to get out of bed in the morning to inspire you to say, you know what, I'm going to bring beauty to the world and I'm going to see the beauty in other people and I'm going to bring that out in other people in every interaction that I have. That can be inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't have to be this crazy big thing. And and you already said this, but it's like what makes you come alive. What I always say... um, in my mind shift class, when I do my stress reduction class, I'm like, well, what makes your heart happy? Because if you're feeling that and you're feeling amazing, you should keep doing that. <laughs> it's like that is something that you should not ignore, no matter what that is. And every time we, every moment we can spend living in that space. And now I'm realistic. I know we can't spend all of our moments living in that space, but every moment that we can, we step closer to who we truly and authentically are. And I just think that that's the beauty of the journey for me. And I guess that's where I see the beauty in all of it, but (laughs) um, connecting to that heart space is so incredibly important. So what would we give our listeners to, um, for some action that they might do, how, how, how might we frame this over the next week for people to reflect on this, to just really think about what, what makes you come alive? What do you love to do? And how does what you love to do bring value in the world? Yeah. First, identify what you love to do, because you might be doing that unconsciously, which is totally fine. But bring some awareness because once you are aware, it will be even more joyful for you. (laughs) You'll get even more passion and more, you'll be more excited to do it because you're actually being 
a little more conscious about that action you're taking. So step one would be to become aware and start to identify the things that fill you up and bring joy to your life and make you happy. And it might just be the way that you're doing your work. Maybe the job that you're doing, you're not really enjoying that much. The con, you know, the actual task, but maybe the way you do that task could be, you know, could be your purpose to say, Hey, I'm going to bring caring. I'm going to care, but I'm going to, you know, bring an open compassionate heart to what I do. The other thing I want to just stress here, Allie, is that I think sometimes we think we have to have the perfect job to, to find our purpose. And I think if you happen to live your, what you love to do, what your gift is, in your, in your paid work, we call that a vocation. But there are many people whose love, their real love, is away from work. They don't get paid for it. In fact, I happen to believe that the most important things in life, you won't get paid for and we call that an avocation, if your purpose is fully expressed outside of work. And you might not even like your job, but maybe you could just be grateful to have your job because it enables you to live your avocation away from work. So I hope that that leaves our listeners with something to reflect on. Totally. And I think that that's totally okay, right? So I've seen, I've seen even myself at times get caught up in being in roles or positions that I didn't love, right? And thinking that it wasn't necessarily good for me, but you can find how that supports your life in different ways if you can find ways to connect with the meaning of it. And, you know, we could dive deeper into finding good organizations to work with and things. But at the same time, if you can connect with the purpose of that business, you can always find some purpose in that work, I think, personally. And that would drive you into that, you know, avocation category as well and allow you that space to do that. Does that kind of make sense to you? Yeah, it does. And I'm going to put you on the spot here so, I don't, so you don't put me on the spot. But can you think of a, of, a, of a job that you've had in your life that you didn't particularly like, but that you found a sense of purpose and aliveness within that job? Or that you use that job as a way of appreciating what you got when you got home at night? Mm-hmm. Anything come to mind? <laughs> yeah, so um, <clears throat> I, used to, I used to work for another restaurant. Um, and uh, the organization, let's just say, didn't hold the values that I hold in my heart. And... Um, I stayed for quite a long time because I loved the people. Uh, (laughs) But we were all connected in a non-empowering, non-purposeful way because it wasn't the type of work we wanted to be living. So um, we were all really, really close outside of that place as well. So we managed to break out of those four walls and have these really cool, close relationships. And I think that was the really the first big building of community and connection for me in young adult years of realizing that that didn't have to happen in the four walls of an organization and that um, 
it didn't have to have anything to do with work or school or whatever. Like you could totally create that on your own outside of anything. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Creating that structure, I guess, for you to have it. Um, so that was a really cool experience looking back. And, and I stayed for quite a long time um, because I was learning and I was growing. So sometimes <laughs> tough situations are also teaching you things. And I knew that at the time and I was growing fast and I was growing in ways that I wouldn't have had I left. So I stuck so it out. So <laughs> you're also bringing up a great point here that it, even when you live in a bad environment, you could, you have a choice to say, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm going to live my purpose because I'm going to learn something in this environment. I'm going to learn how to create, how not to create it. An environment. I'm going to learn how not to be a leader. I'm going to learn about how to build a culture for a future environment that I'm going to create one day. And that could be a purpose. I'm going to learn something here. Or you could say, I'm going to, I'm going to do my job to make this a better place. My, I'm going to do my 1% to improve the culture here. Even though the positional leaders don't support my values, I know what I value and I'm going to, I'm going to be a student. Or you can decide to say, this is not aligned with my values and I'm going to leave. But be conscious about that. Yeah. That's what authenticity is. Yeah. And that was exactly what I did, right? I mean, anybody who knows anything about me, once I was running my own organization, I set out to change what the hospitality industry was about. I did not want those standards and those... <laughs> practices to be what we were known for and I made that very very clear <laughs> and people either love us or hate us because of it and that's okay um but it I feel so proud of that now too because of all that learning so yeah it's a beautiful thing <laughs> well it's been another beautiful conversation and thanks for traveling with, with me Ali on this journey thanks for and thank you everybody for joining us Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time, as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it or subscribe or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us. Until we meet again.